Hi, everybody. My name is Rafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Personal time, personal space. A few weeks ago, on episode 27, I talked about using social media to our advantage as professional translators and interpreters. I mentioned how I emphasize on etiquette when brainstorming ways my students can add social media to their marketing strategy, because it's important to me that they understand that being behind the screen doesn't change the fact that we must interact with others respectfully especially if you're presenting yourself as a professional. So I would like to build on that thought today and share some examples of things you should not do on social media, whether professionally or personally. The first few items on my list are pretty simple. Do not make a fool of yourself and say things you regret later. Think about your personal and professional reputation because that's all you got, right? Do not undermine colleagues online, because it will only certainly come back to bite you, since we're all humans. If you make fun of someone misspelling something or using language incorrectly, there will sure be a line of people to point out your shortcomings as well. In other words, if you're dishing it out, make sure you can take some criticism too. Do not overdo it, because it does get annoying. Before sharing something, especially within professional groups, think about how your story can help your peers, whether you're sharing a cautionary tale or a feel-good story that will put a smile on someone else's face. It's always so much better when we learn from each other's experiences. And that is how we can bond and make great friends too. Do not use professional groups as a way to get others to do your job for you. That is, don't try to get others to do your marketing and client outreach for you. Don't ask terminology questions every other word you find in your current translation. And don't flat out ask for someone to give you a job. Professional groups are not meant for that. It's about sharing experiences not about mooching off other translators and interpreters. Do not send out mass private messages. If you find something interesting, funny, or relevant, share it to your profile, and your friends and connections will most likely see it. If you think an article you're sharing would be useful to someone, for example, tag that person on your comments so you can bring it to their attention. Now, if you keep sending people private messages every time you want to share something, that's going to backfire. Private messages are supposed to be exactly that, private. So use it for when you want to reach out to someone to talk about something relevant to both parties, okay? 
Last but not least, and I could sit here all day listing a bunch of do's and don'ts. Here it goes. Do not harass people online. I'll expand on that now by mentioning some things that have happened not only to me, but to some of my colleagues fairly recently. And that's what prompted me to sit down and record today's episode. Once again, my goal here is to share experiences in hopes others can identify with them, maybe learn something from them, and above all, reflect on our own behavior online. The first thing I wanted to call to everyone's attention today is flat-out sexual harassment. If you are friends with a fellow translator or interpreter online and someone has a somewhat hybrid social media account, meaning that they share both personal and professional posts, please refrain from crossing that line at all cost. The reason behind my comment is that quite a few peers, and I must add, they are all women since peers is a gender-neutral noun, they have talked about the times when they shared a photo of themselves that was not work-related. They were feeling cute or happy about their latest accomplishments and posted a smiling picture online, you know? We all do that. However, a fellow translator interpreter thought it was okay to make sexually charged comments to these women on private message. Every time it happens, these women feel outraged in their own right and demand that their male peers respect them. And if you think that this kind of thing only happens on Facebook and Instagram, two social networks that are more prone to people blurring these lines between personal and professional content, I have recently seen someone complaining about the exact same thing on LinkedIn. Long story short, this one translator, again, a woman, said that she was approached by a fellow translator, again, a man, who sent her a message on LinkedIn and started talking about translation and languages, you know, just reaching out about what they had in common. Soon, that conversation took a turn when the guy started joking about how LinkedIn is the new Tinder. If you don't know what Tinder is, it's a relationship app. So it's something completely far removed from a professional networking environment like LinkedIn, right? Well, most often, translators and interpreters will hear about this kind of interaction or even witness it on those occasions when it happens openly, not on a private message. Needless to say, this kind of behavior will reflect badly on the harasser. So please, stop harassing people online. We've been living with the internet for quite a few decades now, so there's no excuse for saying that you didn't know the etiquette of interacting with people online in the middle of the year 2020. Now, there was a pretty scary story that happened to a fellow translator and voiceover talent the other day. She shared it online, and I asked her if I could add it to this episode because it fits the theme like a glove. As most of us do, this fellow translator has set up her own website as part of her marketing strategy. So she has a professional picture there, some information on her background, and because she does voiceover, she has some audio clips with voice samples as well. The other day, she received a phone call from a professional client saying that they came across her profile online, and he, the caller, thought that she would be ideal for a project that his business had in mind. 
They kept talking about her background. It sounded almost like a phone interview. And she was volunteering information about what she has done as a professional translator. The potential client then mentioned that he had listened to her voice clips too and thought they could add some voiceover to the project because her voice was very pleasant. After about 10 minutes of this very professional conversation, the man on the other end of the line said that he and his wife would like to meet her. And he started breathing heavily. And you know where he was going with all this, right? My translation friend could not believe that someone would go to such great lengths to use her professional profile for a creepy phone call like that, let alone keep the conversation going for that long, not only completely wasting her time, but also creeping her out too. It's stories like hers that somewhat support the fear that some freelancers have to put themselves out there, professionally speaking. Yes, there are creeps everywhere, but chances are that you have 999 positive interactions with peers and potential clients, and one stupid jerk will contact you to waste your time. As long as you take proper precautions and be selective with what you share and where you share it, you'll be able to protect your identity and make the most of your online presence and networking. It does pay off, believe me. Before we continue, I wanted to tell you about Better World Books. It's a great website to search for new and used books in several categories. You can find textbooks about translation, interpretation, and languages, as well as translated and original fiction and nonfiction. Some deals qualify for free shipping, which can really come in handy when you're on a budget. If you'd like to check out Better World Books, go to this webpage, bit.ly slash tc dash bwb it's easy to remember tc for translation confessional and bwb for better world books once again the webpage is bit.ly slash tc dash bwb hope you like it had my share of both fake and very real interactions online recently. We all know how there are fake profiles of accomplished surgeons, Wall Street investors, poor widowers with young children, and U.S. military men preying on women online. It's always amusing to see the same picture being used by different fake profiles that send me a friend request. I just report them and block them and move on. These are obvious scams, and I'll talk more about scamming in the translation world next week. Still, there was this one time that I couldn't help but send a message back to the potential scammer. The fake account was using the picture of Mr. Alberto Gonzalez, the former U.S. Attorney General under the latest Bush administration. Really, dude? You thought I wouldn't recognize the Attorney General picture and take you for a Latin man seeking Latin women for some nice online conversation? <laughs> that was just too funny. However, there were some instances when I fell for it, so to speak. My own personal anecdotes don't involve flat-out sexual harassment, but they do involve some sort of harassment nevertheless. In my case, it was a violation of my personal space and an imposition on my time. 
there's at least one profile of a so-called linguist that stands out. This guy with a Hispanic name friended me and sent me a private message afterwards. I replied when I got a chance, thinking he was a fellow translator who wanted to ask a question, maybe offer me a project. It's happened before. But no, that guy just wanted to talk to me, to get to know me better. I said, sir, sorry, I don't have time for chatting online. I thought you had a question about translation or a potential project you needed help with. Please, do not contact me anymore if you're just looking for someone to chat online, okay? The guy didn't take my reply quite that well and started calling me names. I can't even say that I was offended, really, because he was using Google Translate to send me insults in Portuguese. The insults he was copying and pasting turned out to be very funny. Another interaction that stands out is this one young man who sent me a private message saying he wanted to improve his English skills. I then share a couple of resources I have and that I share with my translation students. He said that he didn't want to read books, watch videos online, or listen to podcasts to improve his English. He wanted me to talk to him and correct him, if possible, during video sessions. Hmm, okay, so he wanted to hire me as an English teacher, right? I politely told him that I haven't taught English as a second language since the year 2000. He replied saying that he wasn't looking for an English teacher, that he already knew English. He just wanted to improve his skills, especially when it came to his speaking and listening abilities. I emphasize that that's what instructors do. They help people who are learning English as a second language to refine their skills and acquire more knowledge in the language. He kept insisting, so I said, Okay, I'll help you improve your English skills through video chatting. It will be $100 per hour. When do you want to schedule our first class? He was too polite a young man to call me names, but he was extremely upset and outraged when I mentioned that I would charge him for something he didn't consider to be a service. He said something about how I didn't have a good heart because I was refusing to helping him. I pressed. So, you expect me to interrupt my current translation project, one I'm being paid for, or worse, you want me not to spend time with my friends and family in my free time so that I can help you improve your English free of charge? Is that it? He said, yes, if you have goodness in your heart, money is not everything in the world. We must be friendly to others. <sighs> well, I tried. But after that, I just wished him the best of luck in his future endeavors and blocked him. You can ask anyone and people will tell you that I'm very approachable. I actually encourage my close friends, who are also translators and interpreters, to let everyone know that, especially when we are at a translation conference, for example, and students are too shy to come and talk to me. I only get to meet my students online, so it's always great to have a chance to see them in person. So yes, come and talk to me if we are at the same event, and don't hesitate to send me an email or a private message if you have a question, or you would like to share something that happened in your daily life as a translator and interpreter. Whenever I can, I do my best to help by pointing people to the useful resources I'm aware of. If I can save anyone a headache, 
I'm doing my part on making ours a better industry. Now, what I do consider a major invasion of my personal space is when someone approaches me in a way that I can only describe as 1990s teenagers on ICQ. I know I'm dating myself again. Go back and listen to episode 24 if you haven't already. The one I talk about technology that many people younger than myself may have never heard of. Well, ICQ was one of the chat programs we used back in the day when the internet was spreading its tentacles worldwide. Teenagers would meet online in chat rooms and talk to each other when they had nothing to do. Actually, Many of us improved our language skills that way, you know. Well, it's been quite a long time since I was a teenager, and I don't use chat rooms anymore. Having a family, friends, a business to run, and things I enjoy doing in my free time kind of keeps me busy these days. It's called being a grown-up, I guess. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.